Everybody does it. Usually at the end of one year, people begin to make resolutions for the next. This includes individuals, this includes families, and this certainly includes organizations. No organization on earth goes into the next year and says, you know what, let's just wing it. Let's just see what happens. I don't know what our revenue goals might be. I don't know what our marketing markers might want to achieve, but let's just see what happens. That's not the way people grow. It's not how they achieve their goals together. So why should it be any different for couples? I believe that couples need to learn how to set goals and achieve goals together. And I believe it's an integral part in how they learn to grow together as well. Not only individually, but grow together as a couple. So we're going to talk about how do you live happily ever after. You do it by setting goals as a couple. Let's get started. Welcome to Trauma-Free Relationship, a podcast that provides support and guidance to help heal the wounds of attachment trauma. Whether you find yourself struggling with unresolved issues in the past or have experienced trauma in your current relationship, our goal is to provide accurate, scientifically informed information, as well as the tools to help you create a secure connection between you and your partner. And here is your host, Tom Philp. Okay, as I said in the introduction, what we're going to talk about today is how do we achieve goals as a couple? I think this is really, really important for couples to do. As a matter of fact, I was seeing a premarital couple not too long ago, just the most adorable couple. They were they made such a cute team together, uh, and they just still looked at each other with these adoring eyes and all the things that you hope to see when you're starting your life together. They were patient and kind and 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 uh, uh, really understood each other well, still open and engaged to learning about one another. Again, all the hallmarks that you want to see for a couple that's beginning their life together. But as I began to dig a little bit deeper, I wanted to understand, okay, what does it look like when they disconnect? What does it look like when, when they have some ruptures in their relationship? And this couple, bless their heart, they were very insightful. They understood some of their patterns already. They understood ways that they protected themselves and how that perpetuated the disconnection and the cycles. But at one point, the spouse, in this case, the, the bride-to-be, said to me, she says, you know, what I want to do is I really want a, to build a strong foundation for us as we move into the future. And I love that because I think that is exactly the right mindset that couples should have before they get married and walk down the aisle together. And my response was, well, there's good and bad news about that. One is that you guys are going to continue to grow throughout your lives. Sometimes you're going to grow a little bit apart. Sometimes you're going to grow closer together. And that's normal in the family life cycle to do that. And I said, but, but the good news is that you have control over that foundation because so much of your success depends on your ability to prioritize the relationship. And it depends on your ability to make sure that you focus intentionally on ways that you all grow together. 
And that's a little bit of how I conceive goal setting for couples. And goal setting, it, it doesn't have to be absolutes. It doesn't have to be written in stone. Oh, we have to achieve this goal or else. But rather they are markers that we're trying to accomplish as we work as a team together for the benefit of us, for the benefit of the family as a whole, and it's part of how we grow into the future. So we're going to talk about three steps today that I think are vitally important for how we grow together and how we grow into the future. I'm reminded of a story, Marshall Goldsmith, who's one of the preeminent executive coaches uh, in the country, if not the world. He, he told this story in his book, How You Got Here Won't Get You There. And uh, he tells the story about when he was traveling so much, probably still is because of the demands of his job, that he would set a goal every year for how much time he spent with the family, marked in number of days. And maybe the first year it was 120 days of family time. So the next year he'd gather the family around and he'd say, hey, why don't we push that to 130 days? And then the year after that, he says, can we go for 140 days? So he was setting goals for himself and making sure that he was intentional about spending quality time with his family because of his extensive travel due to his, his job. He always had to fly out to where the executives are in various organizations around the country and the world. Uh, but it, the funny part about this story is that he gets to a point where he sits down with his family and he says, you know, I think we can extend this another 10 days this year. Why don't we go for 150 days? And what he didn't count on was that his family had changed. The kids no longer needed or required that amount of family time with them. They were growing up, they were developing, they were getting into their friends more. And so while he was still setting these goals and it was extremely important to him, he also, and this is the point of the story, had to be mindful of how things were changing around him and be able to adjust his goals based on the needs of the family as well. So that's what we're going to talk about. How do we make goals as a couple and how do we adjust those goals if necessary based on the needs of the couple? So one of the very first things I think we do when we talk about setting goals is we have to align our core values as a couple. This may seem a little bit strange, but I don't think you can really make goals unless you know what your shared values are as a couple. Now, this can be anything. It doesn't have to be uh, monumental. It can be small things. But one strong indicator of what your shared values are as a couple is where you put your time, money, and talent. Where do you actually spend your money as a couple or a family? Where do you actually spend most of your time as a couple or a family? And if you look back over, say, the last 12 months, maybe you pull out your budget or a spreadsheet or you just reflect on what you've done over the past year, can you look at key moments where you've really invested your time, your money, or your talents in particular things? And so I think this is really important. So for example, in my family, music is one of our strong values as a couple. My wife and I met through music. Uh, I have two sons. They both are highly involved in music. They both play jazz music. 
I play a couple of instruments myself. My wife sings and has a beautiful voice. And so this is something that growing up was really important to us. And so it became a shared value in the family. It certainly was where we invested a lot of our talents. And not only that, we invested our time and money. I built a little room on our house, a little makeshift studio for the boys. We hung some guitars on the wall. We put a piano back there. We've got a little drum set. We've got a computer with a a, a DAW program um, in there so they can record uh, their, their music together when they write their songs. These are all things that we've done to invest in music in our lives, not to mention just generally playing music all the time in the house because it is a strong shared value. So that's what I talk about when I say a strong shared value. So you can even sort of reflect together on some of these questions I'm going to ask here in a minute that kind of helps you lead to, hey, what are some of our strong values? What are some of our shared values that we have in this relationship? So for example, What do you enjoy doing in most of your free time? So when you have free time together, do you love to go camping, walking, exercising, shopping? Do you love to go hiking? Do you love to play a sport? What is it you do as a couple in your free time? And and don't don't judge it. Let's not have a layer of of shame about it. Let's just kind of look at it and point it out. Okay, maybe it's something that you're recognizing that, yeah, this is a shared value. We do a lot of this, but that's not really something that we want to do in the future. That's okay, too. This is wonderful feedback for you all as you move through this exercise. You can recognize that maybe that's not the value you want to have, but what you really want is something else. So by reflecting on this, that's a great way for you guys to strike up a dialogue about what kind of shared value you want in the future. So another question, if I had all the money in the world, what would I spend it on? What would we spend it on as a couple? If, if money was unlimited, is there something near and dear to our heart? Is there a charity? Is there something we would do to the house? Is there more money we would give to lift up a family member? Whatever that might be, what is it that might bubble up to the surface if money wasn't an issue? If I had more free time, what would I do? If I wasn't burdened with work and family obligations or whatever else it is I might do, is there something I would spend a lot more time doing? Maybe your deep, deep passion is bowling, and you would bowl a lot more if you had the chance. Great. That might be a shared value for you and your partner to invest more in bowling, when or if that permits in your life. Looking past over the year, on what did you spend most of your time and your money? And again, you can just reflect on this. You can even get methodical and look back in your bank account if you want to and kind of see where you spent most of your money. Here's another question. Something I wish we could do together is blank. Or I have always wanted to try blank. Or blank is so important to me that I can't compromise it. So you can fill in those blanks with whatever it is that sort of comes to mind as you guys are reflecting on these questions. Another question might be, what change would I like to see in the world? Is there a shared value around this for you and your partner? What is the purpose 
of our money. Do we see our money as a gift? Is it our responsibility to be good stewards of the money that we make? And is it our responsibility to be able to pass that down to our children or to be able to gift it to other people in need? How do you reflect on and what is your relationship with money? Quite frankly, that sounds like a whole separate podcast I need to do at some point now that I'm reflecting on it. (laughs) So maybe we'll do that in the future. What is a couple's relationship to money? But for the purposes of this podcast, use it as a way to be able to sort of generate some dialogue between the two of you. And here's one final question. How do we want to be remembered as a couple? Not just as a person individually, but as a couple. So these are just some questions that you can reflect on and think about and dialogue about. Then what I want you to do is I want you to build a spreadsheet with three columns, three vertical columns up and down. In one column, I want you to put partner A. In one column, I want you to put partner B. And in the last column, I want you to put our shared values. So one column, partner A, second column, partner B, third column, shared values. Then as you reflect and answer those questions, put down whomever partner you are, A or B, put down what your answers were. And then and the third column, see if there's any overlap. Are there any things that we agree on? Or if we want to start creating that value for ourselves, can we put that in our shared value column? So this just helps crystallize what your values are. What do you spend your time, talent, and treasure on as a couple? So that's the first step. The second step now is to consider different types of goals. As I said, there's no organization in the world that just goes into the next year deciding to wing it. They are intentional about what they want to accomplish. And I think this goes the same for couples. We have to be intentional about what we want to accomplish in this next year. So the next step then, and these are just some buckets that I want you to think about, but what are some buckets that we could create goals around based on our shared values? So one of the buckets is spiritual or personal growth. Do we want to go to church and pray more? Do we want to meditate or go on hikes and be out in the nature more? Do we want to read more self-help books together or take a class at our local community college? So what kind of personal and spiritual growth do we want to accomplish together? Maybe it's reading a book together. One book might be The Five Love Languages. That's a huge book. If you've never read that, it's a wonderful book. It's an easy read. It's got a little survey in the back. You guys, as a couple, could take that, uh, read that book. You could take the little survey and then share your answers with each other. And it's a great way to sort of understand a little something more about your partner and maybe even about yourself. So what kind of spiritual or personal growth do you guys want to accomplish as a couple this next year? All right, second bucket, what about fitness? Do we want to eat more healthy? Do we want to exercise more? Do we want to join a gym together or get up and exercise more together? Do we want to uh, walk, jog, run, hike? Any type of fitness goals that we might have. Maybe we want to go on a diet together. Maybe we want to just eat more, more healthily together. And so how are we going to create that? How are we going to make that happen for us? And what kind of goals can we fit into this particular bucket as a couple? 
The third bucket, friends. Do we want to make more friends? Do we want to socialize with more couple friends? Uh, do we want to have more buddies or, or be introduced to each other's friends more often so we can sh have time uh, and share time together with each other's friends? So what is our social network going to be like and how can we tap into that as a couple? I will say it's very important as a couple to be able to have other couples to hang out with. Once you get into a relationship, uh, your single friends are fine. There's nothing wrong with going and hanging out with your single friends. But I do think that if you are together for uh, a long time in a committed relationship or married, as, as at least most people are, then it's important to have other couple friends to be able to hang out with. So what, what does our friend network look like and how might we create some goals around either creating more friends or maybe creating different friends. Maybe you don't like some of the couple friends you hang out with and you really want to try, try to create other friends that, that have the same shared values you do. All right, the fourth bucket, family. How can we get more involved with the kids? How can we have better quality interactions with our kids? Do we need to have more activities and more play dates or less activities and have more just family days ourselves? Um, what does it look like with your extended family? Do we have any sick relatives that we have to care for? Or do we need to see our families who live in another state or province or wherever? Do we need to see them more often and make that part of our goals for the, for the upcoming year? All right, the next bucket is romance. So schedule date nights. Uh, can we go uh, some, to some workshops together? As I mentioned before, can we read some books together? Can we make time for each other? What about our intimacy? Can we have more sex more often? Can we have more non-sexual touch in the relationship? Can we have a vacation where we go on just the two of us, not with the kids or not extended family, just two of us together? Uh, how do we plan these outings? How do we operationalize our time together so that we sort of keep that flame lit between the two of us. And again, I think, I think a lot of that is just a matter of being intentional about the relationship. And then the final bucket is finance. And so what do we want to focus on with our careers? Do we want to start a a business together that we've been talking about for years? Do we want to be able to save more money or pay down debt or try to take on a second job to increase our income? What do we want to accomplish together with our finances this next year that we can write down some goals? So that's the second part of this plan. The first one is create shared values. The second one is across these different buckets, how do we want to try to set goals for ourselves? And so the third one is to be able to pull this into a written plan. And yes, I said written because I want you to write these down. I think that's really important to have a written plan. And you might want to post this somewhere that you can look at it and see it every day. Or to put this as reminders in your phone or a shared calendar together. Maybe you're going to create certain due dates for certain items and you all share a Google calendar or something together. I think that's a great idea. So you might consider that as a couple. But the last part is step three is to put this into a written plan. So if you go back to that spreadsheet I talked, out, talked about, then you can 
create a spreadsheet with five columns. And and each column, you can have your category, your goals, your key tasks, an end date, and measure results. And then in each one of those buckets that I've talked about, spiritual, personal growth, fitness, friends, family, romance, and finance, you can simply list goals in the goal column that you've set for yourself in each one of these buckets. Then what you're going to want to do is you're really going to want to operationalize these goals. How do we know we're moving in the right direction as a couple? Are we going to set a date night once a month for us? If so, that would need to be a key task. Okay, Who's going to plan the first date night? Maybe you switch off each month. And so the first month you're going to take in January and uh, you are going to schedule something and you're going to schedule the date and you're going to make it happen. And then you're going to tell your partner when that date is and what you all are doing. Or if it's a surprise, you can surprise them for sure. But you're going to take the initiative. Then the next month, maybe the other partner takes the initiative. But you get the idea. You want real tangible tasks tied to each one of these goals. Then you want an end date. So if you're creating dates, the end date would be by December 31st, we will have wanted to go on 12 dates this year. And of course, whatever these look like, you can feel free to personalize these by all means. Uh, And then, you know, how do we measure our results? Well, we measure our results by uh, being able to track by reminding each other, by putting up um, uh, the plan in a visible place where we're going to see it each day or each month. And so that's how we can keep track of our goals as we move along. So I think this is really important as we head into the new year, that as a couple, the foundation that we set, so much of it has to do with us being intentional, so much of it has to do with us being planned, and for us being able to create that dialogue around what we want to accomplish. So just like we might make individual goals, and just like organizations set goals and and achievable metrics heading into any new year, I think we can accomplish the same thing as a couple so that we can be on the same page and we're working as a team towards these achievable goals. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I really appreciate the feedback you're giving. I encourage you to write me, let me know what you like about these podcasts, what you don't like, if you want to hear anything different. If you need further help with anything that I'm talking about in this podcast, feel free to reach out. I'd love to schedule a coaching call with you to help you on your way as a couple. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Trauma-Free Relationship, a podcast for the healing of attachment trauma. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or our website at traumafreerelationship.com. Be sure to look for our next episode on your favorite streaming service.